0: Yivomes pegi mel So the Gmora quotes Rav, <laughs> Omar so Rav, lesser The Mishnah states a controversy: a koyen who is an androgynous can feed his wife truma is not to be relied upon. Why? Because there is a brisa that says Rav Yossi says androgynous. Androgynous is bria bifneasba. Androgynous is a creature of himself, which is we're going to soon see. It's both male and female. And Chazal did not determine without his male or female which one to give precedence. In other words, there is a sophic without Achro. So he thinks, Sir Rav says, we follow the B'risa and ignore the Mishnah. So the Gemara, so the Stoma the Gemara asks the simple question, Adaraba, lest the B'risa become Mishnah, why you are you taking the B'risa over the Mishnah? You should take the Mishnah above the B'risa. So the Gemara says, since the Bricea calls I mean without other Shimon, it's a sign that Reb Yossi changed his mind later. That is the loch of Rav. U Shmoloma, no says the opposite, less the Bricea becoming we hold that the Mishnah is right, that a Contra Bricea, which the loch is like him, a androgynous is a Zohar, therefore he could feed this white truma, and we ignore the Bricea because of the Mishnah. So the Stavad says one second, say the opposite. One second, why don't you hold the b'risa? Because it's chashleido, it should be choshet. Why can't you feed through a Meaning, shmuel is so stringent that he always takes into consideration even an individual descending appear in the b'risa. So here, for sure, you should take the abiosi that perhaps you was choyshet says, that's only a time when the Mishnah is not uprooted. But when the Brisa comes to uproot the Mishnah, she doesn't take into consideration. So here you have a big Machloket. This Machloket is so fundamental. Because Rav holds that the Brisa quotes that the Biosit changes his mind. But Rabbi, when he did did the Mishnah, in the Psaka Mishnah, he didn't know. So what does that mean? That Rabbi did not quote the most updated Biosit. So now, we understand that the Bryce's, and there are many studies on that, that the Bryce's, and for sure, Arthosefta, are divided into three categories. One category or, is the universe of all the Taneidic teachings that Rabbi and his Basin took it, and they took an anthology, they created an anthology, the opinions that they saw from all the Bryce's, all the, all the Taneidic teachings, they went and they put into an anthology. Whatever he left over now there is the other opinion that he thought that this sh- did not belong in the Mishnah cases that he thought didn't belong to the Mishnah, they're brises in the collective venture the that That's number one, which is called the brisa, the outside, outside of the collection. The second types of brises are brisers which are basically developing upon the Mishnah, meaning maybe they developed even afterwards. They're continuations of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says one halocha, and the brisa would develop, either explain the sources, or the brisa would explain different cases. Is a development upon it. That's the second type of brises. And the third one are brises which Rebbe didn't have, right? They didn't come into Rabbi, And those brises came out afterwards. There were different collections, different traditions of Tanoim that Rebbe didn't have. And therefore, he did not put into the Mishnah. Those are brises. Here, Lechoirah is a brisa like that. That there is a brisa tradition that they found that Rebbe did not have in his Beznin. And the Haloha is that showed the showed Rabbi was Choyzar. So Rav, which was in I- Rav, is interesting because Rav, the says, is Tana who The says the Rav has a din of Atana because he was a youngster in the Mignon de Rabbi. He was part of that basin of Rabbi. He was sent by Rabbi to Eretz Israel to, to found the Amorite movement, and he was there. And he said, "Listen, the psak of." of Rabbi, when Rabbi passed in the Mishnah, because the Mishnah was canonized, and it was actually Psach Bezdi. We know that there was a, that a Rabbi convened the best. It's called, the it Gemara calls it Minyon the Rabbi. So the Rabbi passed in the Mishnah. The idea was because he was relying on one tradition. The other tradition that came out, Rabbi would go ahead and be Heuser, had he known, but he wasn't private to that tradition. That was in his universe. And therefore, you take that opinion because the Psach of Rabbi was only relying on the braces and the traditions that he had, not one that showed that Riosi was Ho'ezah. Now Shmuel says no. Once the Mishnah was canonized, that was the Psach Besdin. The Psak Besdin pascha, now is the Psak Besdin. The fact that they didn't have all of those traditions it just doesn't matter they just don't count what counts is the mishnays the mishnays are the traditions of the tanoim that they became canonized as part of the aloha something which is out of the canon and that wasn't found it's irrelevant doesn't take into place so here you have this famous machloik is rav and shmuel that rav's shita is that the psak of the Basin of Rebbe, was relying on the traditions that they had, but they left room to basically that the Psak would not be applicable if they would find something to show that the Psak was done incorrectly, or there was some chazora, some tradition that he wasn't aware of. Shmuel says no, the Psak of Rebbe is a final Psak. As long as he didn't make a mistake, there was a tradition. The tradition didn't come up, so the Ashgohah didn't want the tradition to come up. So the Psak Basin is independent of finding some kind of a version, a Gerso tradition that wasn't there. It always, this, reminds me the issue of the famous letter of the Chazonish. The Chazonish goes into the letter when they found, when the diktuk e found at the time the Munich Manuscript of the Bavli, and he wrote diktuk e showing different Gersoys that they were part of the um, unique manuscript that answered many kashas of the rishonim and Achorim. many kashas that they had was relying on our girsa, and he shows that the girsa is different so he showed a version that was very different that answered many kashas and they went to the Khazanish, what do we do with it that was found do we change the psak aloha how what kind of validity this new version which is called the Munich Manuscript. And the Chazanish says no. If the showing him were Moiser Nefesh, the Torah that they were private to, that they were Moiser Nefesh, that is what the wanted. The fact that there is some kind of a manuscript, it doesn't matter. The Hashgocha allowed that they were Moiser Nefesh, meaning we well, always say it's like part of the blockchain. There is a blockchain of Torah. The blockchain of Torah is the tradition. The Rishoyinim created the blockchain. The Talmud, or the Gemara that was in the blockchain, is the valid one. Outside of the validity, who cares? You're right. But the Ashgocha didn't want them to know about it. It doesn't have validity. The was actually against publicizing that manuscript. In the end, today, if you know, the Diktukesofim is part of the Oizvah Hodoshas. But clearly, there is this difference. Here is the psak- of Rabbi, which is the canonization of the Mishnayis, and he says that a contra and drog is zohar. There is a tradition that was found that later he was heuser, that the tradition that he was relying was, was not current. So Rav says the Psach Bezdin was only based in Eilad Dain of Bashan and I say the only one who could ever say that is Rav, because he was part of the Mignon of the Rabbi, and therefore when you go ahead and you assume that was the Mishnah is not right, and you rely on the B'risa. Shmuel says now, once the Mishnah was canonized, that Psak remains, irrespective if it was relying upon a non-current or a, a outdated Psak. doesn't matter. The Choyra very much sounds like the issue of the Chazonish, and it's something to think about. The next issue here is very interesting, and I think that this is also very clear. Now we have something called the Androgynous. Androgynous in Mishnah is a Zohar, he has Aloha of a Zohar, even though he has both a Vorim Mina, as he has a Zohar and the Keiva, but it doesn't matter, he still has the Aloha of a Zohar. However, our, our um, uh, Brisa holds that no, that he has that the Amaphrodite, the androgynous is a bria bifnei it what it means that he has that he has both male and females organs which is test testicles and ovaries and he is both a zohar and a keva so he has both and he is created as a sophic. and it's a sophic the chachomim could not come to a They could not come to decision which Allah does He have. So He is an unresolved Safik. So you see that created the gender. We saw last week that there is a gender of Zohar and Akeva. Then you have a kind of a new kind of a gender which is on the spectrum, right? And that spectrum is something called the Sri Shama mm-hmm. and the Chura Fushud, the islandist that she is a female with male traits which in other words she is on that spectrum and here you have a gender which is is what's called an unresolved sophic. and that's a fifth gender that's not some is a creation of sophic. is a Creatures that the sages of the home could not determine with a zohar and a keva is an undeterminable sophic. And then you have the tumtum, which is a sophic, which is determinable. So you have here this concept that there is something called Droganus, which is like benashmoshes, is a sophic which is undeterminable. There is a gender which is a zohar and a keva that you can never be machria. So it comes out that when we go and we decide Choyer, what are the genders that the Torah recognizes, it's not only Zohar and the Keiva. You have Zohar and the Keiva. You have, as we saw last week, the, the islanders. The Dallas and the together with the three, so they're counterparties. And then you have the Sveikas. The Sphakus is something, is a Bria, which is a sophic which is undetermined. And that sophic is something called the androgynous, according to Rebioysi, not according to Rebioysi, but Brisa. And the joira, this is also, as we'll see later, that this is, even according to over Trebelozar, that holds that he, he be, Legabe, Bia, he's a Zohar, but he's still a Sophic, Legabe, Kochim, and everything else, according to Trebelozar, as we'll see at the end of the suya. And then you have the Tumtum, which is a Sophic that can be determined. He is a Bria of a Sophic called Tumtum, the Sogor, and you have to go ahead and to be Korea and to see it. And the bottom line is, he's a gender, because you realize that, according to how the Gemara is saying later, that even if you're a bivar the sophic, he can't be moilate, right? He's like somebody who is, in essence, is going to become, in a way, like, like a thrice, That in this case, he goes ahead and the tumtum would never, whenever he becomes resolved as a sophic, it's still a briya bifniasma because he cannot perform chalitza like a sris. And in any case, it cannot be moiled. So here we see the lechoira they are the same way that the midas of HaKudosh Bochu. There are six midas in Shamaim, right? We know that Chetzal Gvurotiferes, that's how you saw six genders in Shamaim. And then you have the Sri Sodom, which is the Soris Alide Odom. And that's Sris Odam, which spoke about the Tikkun, so we see that the same way relates to us there are the 6 midas which is and the 7th which is the in you have something very similar in the genders how humans express themselves Zohar, Nekeva the Sris, Chama and the Ilonis the Androbinus and the Tumtum and ultimately the Srisodom which is the Koyachodom that you could resolve and comes out that there is actually a situation that that there is a shasa Khoisha but the main autumn change it.